Welcome to Rough Drafts, how God writes his love in our stories, a podcast that explores the faith journeys of our friends and neighbors in Burns, Tennessee. Everyone has a story to tell. And in this podcast, we'll hear powerful and inspiring stories of how God works in the ordinary lives of people like you and me. Our stories are unfinished and perfectly imperfect. They're just rough drafts, a glimpse of what is to come because God is still at work, writing plot twists, introducing new characters, and bringing good even from the most challenging circumstances. Join us as we see what God is up to in our stories. Here's your host, Matthew Hyatt. And I'm really excited about today because today our guest is someone who has a skill that is entirely lacking in my life and my heart. Um, If you stranded me in the Sahara Desert and gave me cases of bottled water, I would be incapable of selling those things. But today's guest, uh, to use a phrase I heard one time, could sell matchsticks to the devil. (laughs) Um, He is a storyteller. He is a friend. And when he's been at Burns, uh, he is one of the people that has generated the most positive comments I've ever heard because people appreciate the way that he leads them to the throne of God in prayer. And that's why I'm really excited to introduce you my friend today, Mr. Marshall Sullivan. So, Marshall, thanks for coming. Okay, Matthew, I'm ready to go. Let's, you ready? Let's let's do this. Since you brought up brought up the prayer, let's do a prayer. Oh, how cool! And uh, go from there. Okay. Yes, sir. Lord Jesus, help me. Lord, I want to thank you. Thank you for Matthew. Thank you for this church. Lord, you've been good to me over the last few years. I sometimes don't think that, but. I know you're doing the best you can with what you got to work with. Thank you, Lord, and thank you for Matthew again, and thank you for this family up here at Burn. And my Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Marshall, thank you. That was perfect. We didn't have that planned, but okay. that was just right. Okay. Uh, since you mentioned it in your prayer, I'll start there. Uh-huh. Give us the update. Tell tell me about the last couple of years' health, where you've been, where you are. Well, uh, cancer-free for over two years, but with the treatments I took the kidney came out just fine, as we probably already know, and over history back there. But then I had the bladder cancer, and that was when the tuberculosis virus came in to try to, and it did it did its job over a couple of years. And it, got, just to clarify, if you don't know, uh-huh. uh, they used the tuberculosis virus to treat his cancer. That's right. just yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the way it goes now. That and a lot of that's going on right now. When I first got into it, they didn't have, and a lot of cancer doctors still don't really recommend it. They say, but I'm glad I did it. I will tell you that. And uh, then I went through that. Now I've got some stomach problems with some other organs and stuff. But since 15, when I took out my kidney, I have been uh, through cancer and still living. So I guess I'm doing okay, man. You're here. That's it. What all have you sold over the years? Uh, Of course, when I first got in the business, it was more to campers. And we call campers motorhomes, all types of trailers, all types of fifth wheels and cargo trailers and everything like that back in the day. And just to give you a little history about my camper business was uh, Melrose Camping Center. A lot of people don't understand this. Of course, you know Nashville, but Melrose Camping Center was down on Murfreesboro Road. But it actually did. Charles McMahon started Melrose Camping Center out on Franklin Road right in the the Melrose. You know, I'm sure. Yeah. And that's, of course, most people don't down here in Dixon, but that was the area it came from. And that's how Melrose Camping Center got out to Murfreesboro Road. Uh, okay. And I started there in 72 and uh, stayed in it. And 
Everybody says, how did you come about somebody from Dixon getting in the camper? I said, nobody else knew what it was at that time. <laughs> you know, there's something to be said yeah, for just yeah. being the first. Yeah. And uh, so I did that and stayed in it till 1989. I met, met Tammy and we got married and I came to Dixon. And I didn't think I could put a camping lot in Dixon. So I decided Why to get not? my <laughs> <laughs> I tell everybody that asked me, I said, well, I would say that your chances of selling one in Dixon, I said, you know what it's like to sell a car in Dixon to somebody from Waverly? What happens is if they get started, they hit it to Nashville. Yeah. And that's the thing Dixon has got to overcome. Yeah. Anyway. You know, it's kind of starting to, though. There's uh-huh. so, so many more new businesses. Yeah, yeah. And- it's amazing some of the restaurants and stuff that's coming to downtown Dixon and everything. I hope that the car business and everything business-wise grows in Dixon. You know, we always said in business years ago, is nobody's going to come to Dixon, and nobody really realizes. You go to them in the morning with the sun coming up, and you directly yeah. into it. You come home with it sitting right in your eyes, and everybody that does that says, "No, I'm not coming down there. I ain't going to put up with that." Yeah. And now even more is trying to get through Nashville to get to the job. You know. But anyway, I I heard a city planner one time say that exact same yeah. thing. He said, "Cities expand predictably. You know, they expand first to the north, into the south, into the east, into the west, yeah. and the west is the last That's frontier." Funny. Um, I don't know if that's always true. I think it. I think it is the, you know, any business courses you took in the old day. Now it's you're the man that runs the show now with the computer. But in the old days, when you went to any classes or school, they said the five main reasons for a sales business to work is location, 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 mm. and that's true. Yeah. You know, I'd always heard it for real estate. Oh yeah, location, yeah. location, location. Uh, but that's 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 what they say in. Uh, I had many opportunities to, uh, after I married Tammy in 89, to go as a manager in Nashville and everything. I did, R.C. Alexander talked to me one time to come out there with him to Franklin, which I think I'd rather drive to Nashville than Franklin. But, yeah. but anyway, I did work for him about nine months, but uh, never never went out of t- Dixon after that. I tell everybody that ever worked for me or had any dealings with that if you want to do a sales job in the car business you need to stay at one spot because people want to buy from somebody they know you know and that's a lot of so many good salesmen will want to move with the next five hundred dollar increase you know well i mean that's uh, that's how i feel about church work uh-huh. um i think i think it takes you five or six years just to learn where the bodies are buried much less to do anything and that's why i have so much how many years have you been here now matt 2000 oh, did you come in two- 2000 five or six oh, was it five so, so it was a little i'm sorry uh 16 7 i don't know yeah i don't know either but I, it was 11 that i started full-time so i think you probably like a, i sit out there and didn't sit on the microphone but i believe in jeff coons james hinkle and you met um, but they're they're super people for this church i don't belong in that that list uh i'm more like the other list you know <laughs> <laughs> everybody has that other list yeah, but Marshall, you're just—you've always been so special to me. Well, thank and, you. You've been uh, special to me. I'll tell you that. You've got an amazing family. Yeah. We could talk about Tammy all day long. Yeah, yeah. this thing you're to me, Matthew. But, well, I wouldn't disagree with you. <laughs> I just don't know what 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 she did wrong to end up with. No, no, we won't do that out. So, uh, you know, what we've been doing on the show is just what's what's your dad's story? Okay, uh, let's go back. Tammy had been wanting me to go to church in. Uh, so I kind of, after her mother passed away, that was, I think, 97, I said, well, I'm going to try to start going with you a little bit. And we tried it, and we couldn't find a church we kind of hooked up with. So 
Jeff Coons was working with me down there at Ford's door, and he said, won't you come up to Burns? He said, we'd be glad to have you. And that's how I got to Burns. Actually, I went every now and then. But in August of 99, uh, I had a real problem that came up. I was working night and day in this warm body out base. But anyway, I started passing out from low blood pressure and the doctors and nobody could figure out what was going wrong with me. But they said I wouldn't have long to live if I kept on doing it, you know. And so in August of 99, I got the Lord in my heart and got buried in water and got the Holy Spirit in me. And I've been there ever since, you know. Cool. So what, what led you to that? That was it? Okay. It was a, I passed out yeah. and they had to put the, uh, defibrillator, I guess you'd call it the other times. And as I was coming up, Matthew, and I'm not trying to put the lights on and all that, but I am going to tell you, I do remember coming up and I said, if I get out of here, I'm going to do something about this, you know, and that's what made me do it. And I believe the Lord was telling me, you know, you know, it's been neat in almost every one of these conversations. Uh-huh. We've had some version of this story uh-huh. of there was a time in my life where God revealed something to me right. and got my attention. Yeah. yeah, And I don't know why us preachers are so dumb. We don't talk about this. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right because it, it took that for me. Now, I'm not saying everybody's like I was, right. but it took that for me to, he got my attention. I always tell anybody that he got my attention and I, I believe in him now. How did you learn to pray like you pray? You know, I had a, I had a lot of, uh, sales classes, but I really, I, I believe the Lord has took what I'd learned in sales and said, look, I want you to do it for me. And I think he helped me a little bit. Yeah. Victor, yeah so, so what are some of the things you learned from sales that have helped you in your walk with God? Okay. You've heard all of this. I'm sure with being in college and everything is back in the old days, they really wanted to teach you to do picture words, you know, to picture something, not to just get up there and talk or not yeah. read it but make pictures where they can see the picture in your mind. And I got good at that. I'm not good anymore. But at one time I was really good at painting a picture, you know. And when I come to the Lord, he just kind of took that over and we took it from there. Rather than than trying to quote scriptures or anything, I wanted to talk to him. And I guess that's the way he led me, you know. So that's what I did. Oh, man, I I just, I love it. And I I hope it's not awkward to talk about your prayers. I know, it's not at all. Maybe I really believe the Lord, when I, a lot of times somebody will say something I don't remember saying because he just takes over a bit. Yes. I, I mean, I've had that experience with preaching. Mm-hmm. I, I've had people come to me the moment I finished preaching a sermon and say, I appreciated so much when you said X, Y, Z. And I look at my notes. Yeah, I, mean, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't say that. that yeah, but that I, wasn't what I was but thinking. Yeah, I really do believe I'm God. Kind of touches it for you. Yeah, he, 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 he translates it. He yeah, uses it. I agree 100%. And, um, you know, something, I don't want to say magical, that's the wrong word, but no. mystical, spiritual, yeah, spiritual something, something real happens when we get together for God stuff. Yeah, I think you, you've been on it in, I'm, I'm losing all my memory, of course, but you talked about the Holy Spirit and uh, you got them down in your mind now, and I'm glad of that. But I really believe the Holy Trinity is where it's at, and if you don't have that, you're probably not in the right direction, you know, that's the... Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and I really believe they're all three right there together. Absolutely, and I, I don't want to be neg- guilty of neglecting any part of that. That's right, me either. We've really missed sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. How has your faith changed over the years? I feel like, of course, I, back when I could read better, I read a lot of the Bible, and I was just trying to go at it from proving somebody wrong. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to yeah. say, but 
No, I don't do that. I say, well, I just accept it and try to read it and get something out of it for yeah. me. That's a, a, what I've grown over the years. Is you know, I, think I always I got taught to do that too. <laughs> you know, you get ready for your argument. Be yeah, able to yeah, analyze it. Yeah, yeah. But now it's, um, I, I want to read for what I can get, not what, right, what right. you need. Yeah, because you're more likely not going to change them anyway. So mm-hmm. you know, you just yeah. But um, that's that's what I've done over the years. Is I've got more in it coming to me rather than trying to fight somebody with it. Absolutely. What do you What do you wish you had learned earlier in your walk with God? Oh well, of course I wish I was there a lot earlier. See, uh, the old church right over there. That's where I grew. I didn't grow up there. My family, a lot of my family, went there. The old right? white building. Uh huh. In the house across the the house, the big house there was my grandmama lived there. Okay. And uh, uh, so I was about to go to grandmama's rather than stay at church, you know, <laughs> but. Uh, that's what got me started, and is I wish that I took more to it because yeah. I think it'd have been a lot better off. Yeah, but, yeah. But it's hard to it's hard to tell somebody. It's I don't even try to tell it anymore because people don't want to hear that. You know that you tell them say, look, if you get in a church and get rooted, you know, you could probably help yourself a lot. What they say, yeah, we'll we'll see. That's one of the things I struggle with in my job because I do believe this is good for you, and I believe it's good for you. Um, it's like a canoe. If you stand with one foot in the canoe and one foot in the dock, you're going to end up wet. Yeah. If you just stayed on the dock, you probably would have been halfway all right. If you just yeah. stay in the canoe, you'd be all right. And what most people do with religion is put one toe in and yeah. they do the splits and they go splash. Yeah. Um, but when I say that to somebody, they kind of look at you like, well, you're the preacher. Of yeah. course, yeah. You're just trying to get somebody else to tithe so yeah. you can you get, get paid. paid you know, yeah. Yeah. I don't get paid on commission. <laughs> yeah, you're the, you're the commission guy. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> But that is interesting that you said that because uh, so many people nowadays, even more so than it was in my day, it's got so, they take everything and try to use it against everybody. You know, it's this whole country's that way, you know. Somebody says something, they're going to try to show them that he's wrong, you yeah. know, and it just got so bad. But And I mean, even in, in churches, we've done some stuff in the name of protecting ourselves you can't see the air quotes i'm giving but you know <laughs> uh, i keep forgetting this is just radio uh-huh. mom always said i had the perfect face for radio marshall <laughs> yeah. um, but you know we've had some some churches who have just run people off to yeah, yeah. and I'm, I'm not here to run people down yeah, but that's, um anytime that you let tradition kick into it and and you say that that's the way it should be then you better have something to back it up and if you don't that's really going to turn them off, in my opinion. Absolutely. Shoey. Well, I don't know what else to talk about. I guess we, we covered it, didn't we? <laughs> so you told me a little bit about, um, you know, your faith, how it's changed. Uh-huh. You talked a little bit about, where are you and God right now? Okay, of course, I'm mad at myself. I don't say I'm mad at God, but with health being the major factor in my life, I just just don't like it you know yeah. so so i try to i try to keep him in my head but when i get a little pain or something it just bugs me you know and i really i hate that because the lord didn't put this on me i tell everybody they said well you know the lord's not been all that good to you i said yeah he has it's just that i did such a bad job myself but uh, so how do you how do you get through that how do you deal with it I sit and think a lot, you know. I just sit there and think and stare off in space, just trying to figure. Because with the the problems I have, I have, as the doctors say, well, Bob Organ says, uh, 
you want me to bring the book in or you just want to get fed anytime I ask him a question, you know? So, cause there's so foul, you know, and he says, you know, we can go anywhere in certain things to tell you what it might be. But he says, I don't have a clue really. And that's true. You know, so I appreciate that honesty. You yeah, don't always yeah. get that out no, of the doctor. No, uh-uh. He does do a good job at that. He says, you know, if I did know where to tell you to go or something to do about it, I would tell you, but I said, you've got so many things wrong with you that it's just better to leave it alone. Well, Leslie says that about me too, but I think she means <laughs> just a little bit different. I'm not, I'm not, not real sure. Uh-huh. Uh, but I mean, I'm not trying to beat this this uh-huh. dead horse here, but you have been in a really difficult season. Oh, yeah. 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 It's a, it's a long time from 15 to now, you know, but I'm still here, you know, as uh, old sense, um you know, I don't want to use the rope, but I don't got a lot of the end of the rope left. And that's kind of the way I feel. But yet, I think I'm ready for the Lord, but I don't want to grease the gate either. You don't want to grease the gate? I've never heard that before. But, you know, that's um, that's exactly what one of our other guests said. Um, don't. I'm not suicidal. You know, I'm not, don't think I'm morbid, but I'm okay about seeing my reward and... You know, some, I said that to somebody myself one time, um, and they said, Are, you're crazy. You haven't seen your kids get married. And I said, yeah, you know how expensive that is? <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead and take me, Lord. <laughs> yeah. Um, and maybe I'm being a little flippant there. Maybe it would be silly. But um, I think learning that um, this world really is not our home. You're right. And in, in, uh, as you go, as I look at my, some of my friends leaving the earth and everything, and I watched them. Uh, I think that's not the worst thing. You know, death is not the worst thing, and I really believe that, you know. But uh, like I say, I don't want to breeze the gate either. Yeah. Can you um, talk about a time in your life when you had a tough decision to make and you really felt God's guidance? Well, uh, the the biggest things you know, stand out of the church thing for just a few minutes is business is uh i got out in 84 i sold out in 84 and was i'd been in it for many years as you could tell and i didn't know what i was going to do you know and um so i sat there and when i made my decision to get out um I didn't have any plans, but fortunately, I got a phone call from my friends over at Color Max wanting me to come work for them, which for a few years, it worked out fine, but uh, wasn't the best plan. I should have come on this way to begin with, you know, because you can you can get into a group, and it's not good for you, you know. Right. But uh, it, that was probably my biggest decision of my life, other than uh, marrying Tammy, which was my best decision. So, uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. And at that point in time, I was having a hard time struggling if I wanted to come to Dixon because I'd been in Nashville for so many years, you know, and, yeah. uh, but he worked out. So. Well, I'm glad it did. Yeah. I'm glad that it did. Um, do you have a favorite uh, Bible story or piece of scripture or a thing that you go to on a regular basis? Yeah, now my favorite Bible verse of all of them is uh, there's been a whole lot better interpretation and I've still got the one I've re- learned is Hebrews 11, 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. Yeah. And I really believe if we really put our mind, maybe not our mind is a good word, but our faith into that and 
let it know that it is the substance of the Haynes. You ain't got nothing else to hope for, so you better use it. Yeah. And then the evidence, you know, we can talk about the trees and the pretty scenery, but how do you get there? Yeah. And that's where did this come from? Yeah. Yeah. And I, that kind of brings us full circle. Uh-huh. It's easy to look at what's wrong in the world and say, where is God in this? Yeah, yeah. But if we want to ask that question, we also need to ask, where is God in this yeah. and all the things that are good yeah, and, yeah. and beautiful? Yeah. Um, you know, that's the thing. I think the church has made a little mistake with blaming God for everything, you know, and I just don't, I don't see that personally, but there has been over the years a lot of that that has really turned people off because, yeah. you, you know, there's people that lose kids and everything and, you tell them, well, this is God's plan. You just got to let him, you know, that's just don't make any sense to me, you know? Yeah. But uh, Yeah. When somebody at the funeral home says, God just needed another angel, yeah. my response is, he could have made one. Why do you take mine? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I've got a list of people. I never get to do the right funerals, Marshall. <laughs> you know? <laughs> There's some funerals out there that probably make the world a better place to get to do, but yeah. it seems yeah. like I have to bury too many good people. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's amazing that what you just brought up is... Uh, What's going on now, and looking at it, you know, there's a lot of funerals going on in this town right here that don't have preachers doing it anymore, and that's, I don't know. a big I, change. Yeah, I think God should come up sometime in this, but, you know, I'm not sure. Seems, seems like a nice idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seems like an appropriate time. Yeah. yeah, I was talking to somebody the other day. Uh, they said, I don't want anyone to cry at my funeral. I said, well, I, I do. Yeah, I, yeah. I want someone to cry because I want to be missed. Yeah. Now, I don't want it to be a sad, sad depressing yeah. ordeal. I want you to laugh. I want you yeah. I want you to tell stories about what an idiot I was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, I do want to live a life that somebody's going to notice, you know. What do you think? Um, you know, we, we're coming off the tails of COVID. Well, you know, that's a strange thing you brought up. I've got some friends right now that's got COVID again. Yeah. And uh, I, I asked them, and of course, being nosy that I am, I said, did you get the second booster? No. And, of course, coming from Vanderbilt, that's my hospital. And yeah. Being up there through the whole thing, you know, you they indoctrinate you into Yeah. But I do believe if we just had more people take the shots, we'd probably have been better off on this deal. Yeah, not everybody agrees with you and me, yeah. but I, um, I've had all the ones that give me. And yeah. uh, I'd made it till last summer before I got it, and it was not a fun experience in the slightest. Yeah. Uh, I, was I agree 100% with you. I just, I just think that uh, when they see it, of course, I asked a couple of them. I said, you know, did you take the second shot? No. Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah, again, not everybody will agree with us, but we, we still like you. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. this is not our test of fellowship. No, no. Uh, but I guess one reason I wanted to ask about that uh-huh. uh, with your cancer uh-huh. and with the tuberculosis. Yeah, the immunity is a big thing for me. Of course, that's the thing I get scared because they you're linked into your head. Of course, that yeah, you cannot take the risk some other people could take. So you have been a person who's had to be at home a lot. Yeah, lot you want to be careful where you go, especially the things that you don't know who's going and you know because they and i'm not blaming them but they have put the fear in me you know yeah. because uh, uh i say you just don't have the ability to fight it yeah and so so tell me what what it was like to experience covid the the shutdown be as a person who had to stay at home what effect did that have on you well the amazing thing about the COVID was that I thought I was doing pretty good. I got mine in 2001 because, see, Vanderbilt came out in March at 20. They called all the patients and said, look, you start wearing a mask. Don't quit wearing it and uh, keep it on, you know. 
and I take the shots when they come available. If you got to come up here, come up here. But I do remember before March of 20, going up to Vanderbilt and being out in the garage with hospital beds. And I said, that got my attention, you know. Yeah, I saw those pictures. Yeah, and, and the thing about it is, people around here just wouldn't buy any steel. You know, I'm thinking, what are we doing? You know, I mean, we got to lose to to see what happens. And I know this is probably going to get some people not, not happy. But anyway, and then in 21, I got COVID. And all of the doctors that dealt with me said, if you hadn't had them shots, he said, you ain't gonna, wouldn't have been here. He said, you had a bad case, which was fortunate because Tammy took care of me and I didn't even have a clue where I was or what, you know? Wow. And so. I guess one of my questions is, uh, you are, you're a social person. You are, when you're at a party, you're the life of the party. Yeah, but the thing about it now, it's people just say, you just sit at home. Yeah. And it just changes your life. You know, you say, why? So how has that changed you? How, how did you cope with that? I just, I just think I just got where I just sit there, you know, because I don't go to ball games anymore like I did, you know, and I'm, I just sit there because the risk is far greater for me than not going, you know. Yeah. yeah and uh, and you guys are always on the online services. Like, I mean. Oh, yeah. Tammy, Tammy, don't miss me. And I do like them. I like you especially, but uh, I enjoy the younger people. I enjoy uh, me and Mike Chandler. Not very, but we talk about some of the things that people say, you know. I bet you do. <laughs> Mike doesn't have an opinion about anything, uh, does he? Uh, but it is, it is funny, some of the things people say up there, you know, to get a point across. I'm thinking, I've never heard that before, but okay. Yeah, everybody kind of does it a little bit different, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. It's just that experience, though, uh, of basically losing being in constant contact with the church family. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, 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 Timmy's always saying, well, we need to get, go to church. I said, I do. But the other thing it, that I can't sit for that long without having to get up a lot of times, and right. I just being the kind of guy I am, I just don't want to do that. You know, I just I get that. Yeah, just, I guess what I'm not at all trying. I'm not second guessing that. I'm I'm with you 100. percent What I'm hoping you'll do is help uh, our other listeners appreciate how tough this has been for you. Um, but like you said, for somebody social like I was and enjoy everything I did, it changed the whole world. You know, and it. Made me a different person. I just tell you, it made me a different person. Yeah. Well, I like who you were and I like who you are. So uh, I think we're in pretty good shape yeah. on that. Um, you have always been a reader uh, in a study. That's the thing. That's the other thing I can't do now. Is, no. No. It just, it just won't let me, you know. And uh, that's what's aggravating too is because I used to read to somebody and I hear like something you'd say. And I said, oh, I'm going to go see how close he is to the truth. <laughs> But I can't do that anymore. But uh, good now, it, I can pull anything over. Yeah. You know? But uh, you lose the things that you think that you got to have, but you can get through without it. You know. Okay, so there's a lesson right there. Yeah. You know the stuff that you thought you had to have. Yeah. You don't. No. And everybody says, "Well, you know, you don't have that much alive." I said, "It's better than the alternative." Well. I'd have a hard time looking you in the eye and saying you don't have much of a lie. <laughs> that that doesn't feel like a helpful thing to say, you know. Uh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Well, Marshall, do you have anything else you want to share with us today? I guess I covered it. Probably need to cut some of this out, maybe. <laughs> well, do you have a word of encouragement for us? Yeah, I think that uh, when you're down and out, just remember the Lord does have a plan. It might not be the one you want. But he does have a plan. Absolutely. And I think that's the most important thing that you can keep in the mind. Absolutely. 
Marshall, thanks for sharing with us today. And friends, thank you for listening. And I hope that um, if you enjoyed what we did today, you'll uh, maybe share it with a friend and invite them to listen. And I hope that you'll join us again when uh, the next episode comes out with our next victim in the next few days. Uh, But until then, I can't wait to hear what God's up to in your life. Thanks for listening to Rough Drafts. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, help us spread the word by leaving a rating and review. Until next time, let's keep looking for how God writes His love into our stories.